Hello and welcome to Talking Yank Sharp Stats Edition. That's right, it's time to get smart. I'm here, Jake's here, and the queen of stats, Katie Sharp herself, is with us. Coming to you live from the Roosevelt Studios in the Bronx. Katie, how are you doing? Hey guys, here you go. Um, I am, I'm doing great. I'm, I'm doing great. We are coming off a high of a win, off the Wednesday win. Um, one win. <laughs> one win. And that, that, I mean, sadly, that represents a high for us at this point in the season. Um, we'll take what we can get. Uh, we'll see how we're feeling in about um, maybe eight hours or so. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this, this season's been crazy. It's been, it's pretty much been one of the craziest seasons, you know, kind of that I think in the, in the past few years in terms of the highs and the lows. And, um, and, but you know, that, that, that's really what you have to expect when, given the conditions, um, and everything that's going on. So got to roll with the punches. Um, and, um, yeah, the baseball, you know, you get to go out there the next day and, uh, it's a whole new day. So where I'm at. We've talked, we talked about it. It's a one win, but there's a lot of good things going on that, um, you know, two weeks ago or a week ago, I, it was, we couldn't even get two positive topics yeah. for sharp yeah. stats. We have two positive topics today. We'll be talking about Clint's offense. We'll be talking about Davey and what he's been doing on the mound. And we do have a negative one, something on the splits offensively. Jake, how are you doing, though, before we get into it? I'm good. I'm good. Next step is going to be three positives. I'm feeling it. Um, We'll see. uh, Cole's supposed to face the O's tonight. If it gets rained out, I mean, potentially Cole Tank doubleheader. Um, Either way, feeling good about it. Power plays. Yanks are about to kick it into gear. And uh, as Katie noticed, pregame, I, uh, you know, Glasses Glaber came out. Glasses Jake is out. So we're... uh, you know, we're changing the vibes. We're we're controlling the mechanism, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I just hope, <laughs> I hope so, because the Orioles. I I had this realization today. The Orioles are coming up saying, "Hey, let's get three or four from the Yanks and and jump them in the standings." And that they've been looking good too. Yeah, they've won. Their hitting is real. What they've won four out of their last five, five out of the last seven, something like that. Something like that. The Mets came back last yeah, night, so that was that was something, but. But um, I, I'm good, and yeah, we had some positive five of last seven positive conversation options. Dudes getting going, glasses Glaber, but I think we're we're starting out with uh, kind of where we left off last episode. We talked about Clint's defense last episode and how much it's improved. I think in this series against Toronto, we saw him make a lot of plays that kind of uh, cemented that a little more that his defense in right field has improved. Uh, drastically from last year, which is fantastic. We want to talk about his offense a little bit because he's been looking good there, but we've seen him look good offensively before. Katie, my favorite little nugget you've ever given us on Sharp Stats mm-hmm. is that Clint's swing is so fast, he misses breaking balls entirely, which actually helps him because he doesn't make weak contact with them. And that was, like, mind-blowing. You gave us that last year. What do we got on Clint's offense this year? Well, there's, there's a couple things, um, and I, actually that's, that was a good point. I, I had not forgotten that. Um, that is actually still true. Um, okay. Yeah, but, that one's uh, he's awesome. Actually, well, I mean, the fact that he doesn't make contact on them um, is, is still true. He's actually um, 
one of the things that I did want to that I, that I will point out is um, and this is these are there's two things really that I that I want to point out here and the first one is kind of his plate discipline and that relates to to what you were talking about and this is kind of the one maybe the most impressive stat for Clint because I think what a lot of um, the impression that people had with Clint is that he was kind of just a free swinger that's what a lot of people tell me and that is pretty much the opposite and it's really manifested itself this year in his the improvement in his walk rate. Um, so last year he had a walk rate of six point five percent, which is you know below way below average. And now he's at fifteen point six percent, so nearly tripled his walk rate. Um, and that fifteen point point six percent is about the is fifth lowest. Uh, yeah, fifth lowest. Uh, excuse me, fifth highest in the majors right now. And the more impressive thing is that that improvement is the largest of about 370, 375 players this year that had 240 plate appearances last year and 90, at least 90 plate appearances this year. So kind of on the same playing time as, as Clint. So he has the largest improvement in walk rate of all of those guys. Um, so I think that that really shows, our, the, to me, that's a, that's a shows a maturity. He's become a lot more of a mature hitter this year, and you can see it. I mean, we see him spit on those breaking balls, right? We see him spit on the, all those pitches outside of the zone. Um, and he, I think it's because of his confidence. Like, he knows that when he gets a pitch in the zone, he can hit it. He doesn't need to be um, chasing those pitches outside of the zone. He's not getting anxious or anything. Um, so that has been probably the most impressive thing about Clint this year for me. Everybody loves to wow about his bat speed, but to me, it's that plate discipline. It's those walks that he's taking that he probably would not have taken last year. He's got a 406 on base percentage right now, and I think even cooler is that he's started 24 games and he only has three games where he has not reached base. So that's... yeah. Pretty awesome. That's mm-hmm. a big John Boy stat. The what are you contributing each game? Each game. Yep. And yep. The and consistency. I yeah, think we see that's that. good. He's and either. I, uh, I, I was going to say. I think it. I think. I think it must be. I don't know how many games now where he's either gotten a hit or a walk at least. Right. I just did the math Is on that. that. So oh, he's okay, got. Okay, you did. Where he's gotten on base twice, um, in a game. So seven times he's gotten multiple hits in a game, which is interesting because he's got seven games with a single hit as well. So if he gets a hit, it's pretty likely he gets another one in the game. Uh, how many times he's reached base twice? We got seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Eleven times he's reached base twice out of 24 games. It's pretty good. But it, what's really good is uh, only three times he hasn't gotten to first base yeah. in a game he started out of 24. That's very good contributing and again you start it when you start dreaming about potential dream world conversations coming up when guys do get healthy and everything it's um you know a Clint's defense which we talked about left last episode if judge were to get healthy and Stanton comes back you know Clint's in left field so just circling back on the defense from last episode that would be pretty interesting and the fact that we can pencil him in you know I we we talked some guardian talkman beforehand and it's kind of stunk their performance this year but uh, every reason to believe in Clint all around right now, which is which is really cool, and that's why we've heard 
Brian Cashman had an almost near untouchable price tag on him come the trade deadline because he's looking like a five-tool guy. And, Katie, uh, as you know, I I either break down your numbers to make them easier for, for me to think about or I'm the guy that brings the numbers to the analytics department and they're like, oh, these are great, and then they kind of throw them away and be like, mm-hmm. these, these did nothing. Clint, last year, 69 games played, 246 plate appearances. He had 70 strikeouts and 16 walks. That was his whole year last year. This year in 24 games, he has 15 walks and 28 strikeouts. So he had one more walk all of last season. And you, you're, you read 45? my mind, Jake. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that was actually one of those. I was about to pull out yes. that stat, but you, you just did it. That was my, I just did the money ball gif. Yes. Nice. Jonah Hill. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it just – and it, no, it jumps out at the stat amazing. page. I mean, when, yep. when you see those numbers literally right on top of each other, it's, it's pretty cool to see. And it's not like – I get what, if you normally were to see that in a player's development, you'd be worried like, okay, does that mean the power slacking off? Are they just taking more pitches in general or what are they doing? I mean, it's up across the board, and it, it starts to make sense why – <laughs> How people's baseball stories changes. I mean, Clint, from everything we heard, could have been had for for peanuts at the deadline, if you will. Who knows what that actually means. But, you know, this year Clint looks like the 26-year-old uh, five-tool player that once made him a top-ten prospect in baseball. So, um, yeah, that, yeah, that eye. And, again, if, if you want to go to Dream World, where would he potentially slot in the lineup if we had everyone healthy? And that's where, you know, we wonder why the Yankees don't look like the Yankees. I mean, if everyone's healthy, does this Clint Frazier become a seven-hole guy, the mm-hmm. guy that gets on almost every guy? And that's, that's when it starts getting fun. Well, I know that you're supposed to bring the numbers, Katie, but I have a couple more for you, oh, for you too. Oh, we're, we're, we're right, bringing them today. I, I did not realize this. Clint, <laughs> since he got called back up uh, on August 12th, has played every day. Now, he's missed two games he didn't start, but they were double headers where he started mm-hmm. at least the one but did not the other. So I didn't realize every single day he hasn't been a bench player since he got called back up. And since August 30th, he's been the four-hole hitter. We're going on yeah, 1, 12, 2, 3, I think it's 12 4, straight, 5, right? 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. 12 games straight yeah. with him in the four-hole. So, like, some, some stability for Clint. Four-hole right field for two weeks now. He doesn't have to think. Yeah, I think, I think they're just penciling him in at, at this point. Um, and just going back to what Jake was saying, uh, that was actually the second point that I was going to make about the fact that he's been able to combine this improvement in his walks and his plate discipline with hitting the ball really hard and making really good contact. So his hard hit rate has gone from – 36% last year to 52% this year. That's an elite mark, that 52%. And that improvement, that uh, about 15 percentage point improvement, is the third largest uh, in baseball um, behind uh, two guys that you might have heard of, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. and Corey Seager. Uh, right. So the fact that, and I think this is prop, this might be the most impressive thing, the fact that he's been able to combine that discipline with making better contact, um, that's something that you don't, you don't usually find. You get, usually got to sacrifice something. Like you said, if he's taking more walks, he's probably, you know, 
probably maybe not you know increasing his slugging as much uh, because he's he's just being a little bit too selective um, or if he's making if he's making better contact a lot of times that means that he's hacking you know um, so the fact that he can combine those two things he's I mean he's becoming a, he's becoming a complete player uh, you know especially combined with all of the defense so I'm I mean I I'm fully on the the Clint hype train right now I'm sorry um, but what I've seen so far from him this season has just been – it's been really good. It's been incredible almost. And I – you add Judge and Stan and Clint slides down like Jake's saying. We yep. get length. Yep, length in the lineup. And that's something that we've really been missing this year, really. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, I hey, you know, we, uh, we've said a lot about Clint over the past few years, and sometimes it's – it gets frustrating on our end because there's times when we shouldn't be talking about Clint. Uh, right now, he deserves to be talked about and in the right way. And it, everything, it's all come together. We All the on-the-field stuff, all the off-field stuff. He's been great in the press conferences. Uh, everything you've heard about Clint Frazier this year, dealing with the COVID and stuff. Uh, I mean, like 10 out of 10 all around. And it's it stinks that we can't brag about it more. But when the Yankees were in that horrid Horrid stretch, <laughs> still are. <laughs> it's it's hard to highlight those things. Yeah, I'm trying to make sense of his <laughs> numbers versus breaking balls. Okay, apparently he's getting very lucky. Katie, uh, um, I have not. The only thing I noticed against him with breaking <laughs> balls, and this was <laughs> going back to your point about him, um, his ability to lay off pitches outside of the zone. Is that he's actually decreased? I think his his whiff rate on breaking balls. Is that correct? Uh, Jimmy, uh, it's at thirty three percent, and it was at forty two percent last year. Yeah, so that was really what I was noticing, um, because I think I mean we know that cha- one of the things about Clint is that he doesn't chase. He's actually decreased his chase rate from twenty one percent last year to fifteen percent this year. Though both of those are well below the major league average. Um, you know, better than the major league average. And I think that, you know, one of the things with that is that he's also, you know, I think, you know, by not whiffing on those breaking balls, I think he's really improved his eye. Um, He knows which pitches he can hit. Um, So maybe he hasn't had the same results, um, but, you know, like, I think that he's doing, I think he's fine with the breaking balls. Um, No, his his results are good. Is expected is he's got an expected one ninety batting average, but he's got a two ninety oh, batting okay, average. Okay, I see mm. where you are. Yeah, but I don't think this matters really. It's 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 pretty small size. of a sample size. Yeah, <laughs> when you're breaking at this point, even at this point in the season, when you're breaking down like by pitch type, it can get into pretty small sample sizes. So, um, kind of like the fastballs are really what you got to look at because that's what he's seeing the most mm-hmm. and. All of his yeah. stats are pretty much in line, maybe even better than last year with the fastballs. Um, so, let's not talk fastballs today. I don't. Well, I I'll don't transition you. That. I'll transition you right into the next topic, Katie. How does Clint do against lefties, and then how's the rest of the team do against lefties? Uh, well, Jimmy, it's not a pretty picture, um, mm. and this is something that you don't really in the recent in recent years we really haven't seen with the Yankees. Um, I think we talked a lot about, if you guys remember last year, we talked a lot about the Yankees being split-proof. And that was kind of our term for them being able to hit righties and lefties 
you know, the same. Um, it didn't matter who what a team could bring in. They could br- try and bring in lefties at the end of the game they, or they bring in, you know, their power righties or whatever. Um, it didn't matter because the Yankees could hit both of them. Um, and that was because a lot of it was because the right our right-handed batters were really good against righties and our left-handed batters actually performed well against lefties. Um, and that's like the four, and those were a lot of the fill-in guys. That was like the Fords. That was the um, the Talkmans. Um, you know, even Guardi. Well, no, Guardi was pretty bad against lefties last year. Um, but this year, it's been basically the opposite. Um, and I, you know, we're just going to focus on what they've done versus lefties, with the caveat that obviously they have faced a lot more right-handed pitchers. That's just the nature of the game. Um, but the numbers are pretty ugly, and I'm just going to – so I'm going to break it down between with left-handed batters versus left-handed pitchers this year for the Yankees. And, I mean, these things are hard to fathom. They are 3 for 55 with 22 strikeouts and two walks. So that's so this is it, this is Wade, Talkman, Gardy, Ford? All, yep. yep. Guess who I has the three hits, those Jake? four guys. Wade. Wade has <laughs> zero of the hits. No. And it's, it's, I, I think I know. Talkman has two of them. Okay. And then Gardy? Gardy has one. Yeah. Jeez. Um, but, I mean, all it, singles. This is, <laughs> yeah. It's all singles. You know, the, the 22 strikeouts is terrible. Um, and it's just, that was a thing that the Yankees really haven't experienced this, I think, in recent years. Um, and there's only so much that the right-handed batters can help because at this point we are forced to play like at least two of those four guys, right? Or, right. You know, we got to, we got to, we are pretty much forced to play like a Ford, a Talkman, a Gardy, or, or a Wade, at least two or three of those guys. Um, and so this would obviously, this is obviously the worst performance by any team in the majors this year. Um, and it's actually the worst performance. I mean, not surprising, but it's the worst perform. It would be the worst performance by any Yankee team in their history. Um, it's just, it's it's pretty. Uh, it's pretty. And I'm I'm not saying that this is a death knell. That this is gonna like drag their season down. Um, because, like I said, you know, you're gonna the majority of the people you're gonna face are righties, um, and they did. You know, they did get to Ryu this week. We talked about that. Um, they did rough him up, who was a very good lefty. But that kind of was an outlier. Um, if you kind of go through a lot of the, the pitchers that they faced, they got they got um, spanked by Freed. They got done by – Blake Snell had one really good start, um, one not-so-good start against them. Um, and then there's a bunch of lefty relievers that just kind of roll in there and just mm. shut down the Yankees. Um, and so, I mean, it is a discussion I think to be had because, you know, what's, what's looming, what's, what's looming for the rest of the season and in the playoffs and how much of this, and also how much of this can be helped, um, by some other guys getting hot. Um, you know, we've mentioned Glaber, his numbers versus lefties are not good this year. Clint's numbers versus lefties actually are not great this year. Um, We really need Judge and Stanton to come back. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> and like I said, it's it's a small sample at this point, but I think it is something that we it's something that we have to watch because it hasn't been a problem for the Yankees in the past. 
Easily. And I mean, as of last year, you know, my I had a first lefties theory that we should dominate. I mean, you know, and that was going back to having Uncle Edwin in the lineup, the big guys from this year that we're hoping to have back. Um, and I do think Glaber will help career-wise. His OPS is a little higher versus lefties. Yeah. So that's a step in the right direction. Um, but it, it just ties into kind of what's been this overlooming conversation of just, like, so many dead at-bats. Like, just so many wasted at-bats. And, yes, the, the lefty on lefties should get blamed. But, like you mentioned, Clint's numbers versus lefties aren't good. Like, the, the, whole, the whole body of work... Um, I mean, just kind of bizarre. Stan yeah, and Judge I mean, do crush lefties, so they you're do, missing yeah, they two. Do. You you put those guys in, and then we don't have Wade or whoever. I don't know how it works out. Those yeah, I don't know how it works so out. Could use those back. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and even when you include the right-handed batters, their OPS plus, their split OPS plus against left-handed pitchers. This is all of the Yankees is an 89, which is 11% below league average. So that's including all of our righties in there, too. Um, and I just kind of looked at le- like some recent years when we had just a below average OPS against left-handed pitchers. And it's not pretty. I mean, it was 2016, 2013, 2008, you know, like 1990. Like, those are, those are not fun seasons. They didn't end fun. And I'm not saying that the Yankees are doomed and they're not they're going to miss the playoffs, you know, or whatever because of that historical precedent. But it is just something that has been um, you know, that has been associated with below average Yankee teams in the past. Um and so I think that's kind of one of my bigger concerns, but I think that, you know, you know, I think there is obviously as, as you guys said, there is a chance for this to turn around. It's still a small sample. And we know that we have two big guns, you know, kind of just hanging out there doing their running, directional running in the stadium uh, before games at this point. Mm. Yeah, o- only other stat I have, which maybe is a preview for tonight, and by the time a lot of you listen to this episode, it'll already happen. Uh, Tyro, it's a very small sample, but a lot of his hits are off lefties. He is in over 300 versus lefties this year in 19 at bat. so I wonder if he... He draws the start tonight instead of Waiter against Keegan Aiken. Um, again, it's oh, a small sample. And it's, he's it's, one of the guys. Re- he's one of the lefties that had dominated us. You know, obviously in the past. Right. So. Remember. Right. Right. Yeah, right. We all remember yeah. that one. I. Uh, I hope that script changes. But yeah, those those two monsters in the middle of the lineup would help. But it's also um, I don't know. Going through just splits splits through my memories. Um, whoa. Andujar has better splits versus righties, if I remember correctly, just career-wise. Mm-hmm. And uh, Gary, who's lost versus anybody he's right dead. now, but he's also <laughs> better in his career versus righties. So uh, we'll see if any of how how those two factor down the stretch. But uh, yeah, it'd be nice to shake that boogaboo a little bit. So when shake if that the, boogaboo. if the playoffs do get here and we have to face a couple of lefties. That the report isn't. <laughs> if Judge and Stan come back, if, the judge, if yeah. Judge and Stan come back and are healthy, then I think we're we're okay. Yeah. But if not, you'd also like some other guys to pick it up. Yeah, you like Clint, yeah, Andujar, um, Glaber. You'd like those three to get it going. Gla- yeah. uh, Gio's not good versus lefties either. Yeah, 
Yeah. DJ it's, and Voight are it's, all right. Glaber's about to have a huge night, too. So Voight's Babib is really low, but everything else is fine. Mm. Just off the top of my head. Yeah. Mm. Of course. Jake, what what defensive position has the highest on-base percentage for the Yankees? <laughs> defensive position has the highest on-base percentage for the Yankees. Yeah. If Jake gets this correct, I'd lean right lose. field. You'd lean right field. Judge okay. and Clint. Second yeah. place. Yeah? Yeah. Close. First? I don't know. First place is uh, pinch hitters. Okay. Oh, Illegal. That's not a position. Illegal. Well, you talked Trick to Baseball question. Reference about that. Illegal. 379 on base percentage for pinch hitters. Illegal. Your boy Ford. That's what you want him <laughs> yeah. pinch hitting more. I don't. Right field is the correct answer. 377. <laughs> you almost got got. Half point. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Oh, gotta lineup get just came out. Let's see if my second base prediction is right. Estrada. At second? No. Bang. Nice. Bang. Cool. Speaking of uh, short guys, uh, Estrada, Davey, Katie, I told you it's a small sample size, but I'm hungry to hear more about Davey. I think he won over the hearts of Yankees Nation. Jake bought the same exact outfit he wore in his post game because mm. Jake wants to be just like him. Ooh. Yeah. Mound presence and moxie. But what is he actually doing? Um, you know, yesterday we saw him switch from the curve and go to the changeup and the slider because the curve wasn't really working. And it's things like that that, I, that impress me, you know, more, that he has the ability to switch in game. So what – I asked you some questions. I asked you, like, is he getting his first pitch strike? What pitch is he getting all of his uh, strikeouts with or his outs? What kind of contact is he inducing? Uh, you know, what – so I don't know where you want to go with it, but what do we got on Davey? Yeah, everything you said is is exactly true. Um, let, let's start off with those adjustments um, because that, to me, kind of was the biggest. That's that's something you don't often see with a 21-year-old, um, mm -hmm. you know, and especially a 21-year-old making his third career major league start. Um, and that, to me, maybe the first or second, the first or second, you know, most impressive thing about him. So you mentioned that. Uh, in his third start, that was on Wednesday, that, you know, he didn't really have that feel for his curveball early, so he went to his changeup, and he then mixed in some sliders late. And so I have some pretty pretty interesting numbers to kind of back that up and just to kind of put it into perspective here. So he threw 16 changeups on Wednesday, and in his first two uh, starts combined, he had only thrown 21. So that kind of really became his his pitch against um, his pitch against lefties. It was either a changeup or a fastball against lefties in this in this start. Whereas in his first couple starts, it was you know changeup, curveball, fastball. He pretty much mixed them all um, against lefties. The other thing that was really impressive was that slider. We hadn't seen that slider um, in his first two starts. He threw seven of those, and he threw nine of them on Wednesday. And more than, I think it was six of those nine came in the final three innings. Um, so he was really, and like I said, he didn't have that curveball. The curveball got, I think, one swing and miss the entire game. So he knew that he didn't have that. He couldn't, he just couldn't get them to swing. He couldn't, he couldn't get, he couldn't locate it in the right places. Um, so then he just went to his slider. And I like that slider that, you know, because it's sort of that in-between pitch between the fastball and the curveball. 
it's in the 80s, you know, whereas the curveball is the 70s, you know, the high 70s, and then the fastball, obviously, the low 90s. Um, but for him to have command of four pitches like that and the confidence to throw those pitches at any point in the game, um, that really shows, you know, not only an ability to make adjustments, but like I was saying with Clint, that shows a real maturity in his in his pitching. Um, and so I think that I, I want to see what else he can do. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't have what, – what happens when he doesn't have his fastball? You know, what does he do then at that point? So this is – I think this is definitely something to watch. But to me, um, that ability to make those adjustments and to have the confidence in those four pitches was, was really impressive from what I saw from him um, in his third start. Yeah, the ability to change is cool. And, he you know, he didn't – he only throws his slider so far to right-handed to hitters. Yep. Yep. And I believe um, – well, I'm looking at it. It's got a 60% whiff rate, tiny, small sample size. And maybe they just don't know what's coming. But that's cool. Um, what, what's, what's he getting beat on the most? Like he's given up a couple well, home runs, right? Is that all fastballs? Yeah. I, I, I didn't check on what he's getting beat on. But, um, but the other thing that I really wanted to talk about, and this kind of relates to his fastballs, is the fact this is this is a, what I think might be the most important thing is that he's able to be really aggressive with hitters and attack them in the zone and that's where you see that command you know you see the walk stat the fact that he has walked two batters in I think it's 17 and two-thirds innings um, and those two batter those two walks came in just in one of the games so he's obviously he's had two walk free games um, and this is for a guy that remember, he averaged four and a half walks per nine innings in the majors in the minors last year, um, and I put this stat out on Twitter: is that in his entire minor league career, he had three games with at least six innings pitched and zero walks, and he's already had two of those in the major leagues um, so far. So, in this command, I think what it really kind of where it manifests itself is the fact that. He's able to attack hitters with his fastball in the zone. Um, and because that fastball is so deceptive, we talked about that last week. And then he's able to combine that with these plus, you know, three plus secondary pitches that he has command of, that he feels like he can throw in any count. Um, and so that ability really to, to change those eye levels during the at bat, that has been. Probably, I think the driver, the driver of why he's been able to avoid all of these walks, um, and just to got, he's really able to control the at bat, is what I'm I'm trying to get at, um, by being so aggressive, and just some numbers to kind of um, to put that into perspective. Like you said, his first pitch strike percentage 64 percent, I believe, which is above the major league average. Um, he's throwing. 30, he's throwing 28% of his pitches in the heart of the zone. So that's like that, not the middle middle, but just like really in the heart of the zone. Um, and that's above the major league average. The catch there is that when, when hitters um, put that ball in play in the heart of the zone, they're hitting 226 with a 355 slugging percentage. Those are pitches that people should crush. The major league average is 313 batting average and 585 slugging percentage on pitches in the heart of the zone. Um, and I think that that really, why he's able to do that is because that fastball we talked about, it is so deceptive. It gets three inches of rise 
better um, above average compared to the to a, a major league fastball, which ranks um, where do I have that rank? I think that's a seventh best in the majors right now. Damn! Um, wow. It's fastball. All right. Well, rise. this is very exciting. So I have to I have to put some water on my excitement fire personally. Okay. Gotta, I'll bring it back up. Got to see him go through the rotate. Got to see him go through teams twice. I've, that's my rule for all young yep. pitchers. Because this is a pitcher. He doesn't do um, Nestor Cortez, Johnny Cueto, deceptive, Marcus Stroman, stop and starts. But he hides the fastball really well. So mm-hmm. I got to imagine seeing him the second time, knowing where to pick it up and where to try to look for it. A hitter will have a little bit more of an edge. Not an edge, but Davey's got the edge right now. They have Hitters no like seeing pitchers more. Yeah. And the walk stuff, it's so, it's, it actually scares me. How little he's walking in comparison to what it used to be. It's so night and day that I feel like shoe's going to drop, well, and we're going to. Well, see. we talked about we talked last week about how he moved his position on the mound. Oh, Jimmy remember? doesn't fully believe and, in that, though. No, I did okay. when I did the crossover. I, I, okay, Jimmy did the crossover. Yeah. He fully believes. So I'm yeah, I actually bought. I'm bought in on that. In, on that, because I think that I mean the fact. When, what did we say it was like in a foot and a half or something? That is a huge difference. Yeah. Um, so I think that that has to have had an impact. Um, and just some kind of fun um, butternuts, butter knife uh, stats yes. here. Some small sample stuff. You talked about him uh, seeing guys more than once. Well, third time through the order. Two for 15, three, three strikeouts. That's a 133 batting average and a 188 um, on base percentage. So third time through the order, he's getting it done. Um, just a couple other things. You know, we talk about his poise with runners on base. Um, they have a 179 batting average against him, a 233 on base percentage. And with, with runners in scoring position, they're one for nine. These are all just some fun, you know, small sample stats. But it's just, I mean, you see it, though. You see his poise. You see his confidence. And it's, show, it's showing up so far. So, um yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm psyched. I love watching him pitch. I mean, how can you not? Well, how can you not love watching this guy just get out there and just, just throw it down? You know, he's he's perfect for this team. I think. Yeah, I I bought a newspaper today for maybe the first day in my life because it it had Davy on the back page, and I was like, I want that. Um, and uh, yeah, if you really get in daydream mode, and if if the Yankees can. Turn something around and you know This this team needed something And was it you know a kind of Magical 21 year old that can Can do a lot of stuff on the mound maybe It'd be a nice party trick to to Bring along with also those big guys We're hoping to get off the IL Something Jimmy noted the other day And I'll, I'll give him Credit um, We talk about Davey's performance Yesterday and he's known for the curveball He goes to that change up more Someone who probably deserves a piece of that is Gary Sanchez, who, um, you know, mm-hmm. was probably working hand in hand with Davey to kind of audible the pitch mix a little bit. Or Matt, or or Matt Blake, you know, the people yeah. that will never get credit. Ever, sure, probably uh, helped right. with that situation. And and yeah, I think the the control stuff it, it's definitely interesting. I think there's you know moving on the mound definitely added something. I think by performing well, I think there might even be a little placebo effect boost from that as well uh, for a guy that rides on confidence. And he, man, it, I, he just looks so so composed out there, so 
I've I've built my whole life for this shot, and I'm going to perform, and uh, the team needs me to perform. And I, you know, do you do you need a third starter right now? I can do it. And he's uh he's just been awesome. A couple of those bend bend slash don't break at bats last night, or you're you kind of expect the worst. Uh, Grichik is is working him. He's following everything off. He seems to be on it. And he goes to a wicked changeup um, that, again, he just trusts. He trusts with a, a lot of young pitchers probably mm-hmm. at that point of the, the at-bat would just throw something outside the zone. He throws a changeup almost middle, but it's it's executed perfectly that Grichik swings right over it. And, uh, yeah, it's uh, he's, he's a big-time prospect where the concern was his size, which he's, uh, as of right now, isn't affecting anything. And the other concern was his control, which has looked really good. So, um, be all in on Davey. Why not? Dream, go crazy. Let's let's do it. Mock- Dream, go crazy. Yes. Let's do it. Mock turtle next season. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Do we have any fun uh, stat of the day? Oh, my, my last stat? thing on my last thing on Davey that I'm I'm interested in, and maybe this will be next check in before we get to the sharp stat of the day. With the fastball, the late rise is cool, and you do see its effect on hitters. And we'll see if it does come back his second time around. Um, I'm curious to if he does mix it up because sometimes you see that 91 fastball and you're like, oh no. Um, but he also hit 95 last night, I believe. So you know, we we talk about it being a deceptive fastball, but 95 with some rise, that's that's a real fastball. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, we don't really even know, I think, how much he can dial it up because what I I mean, what I've noticed is that he actually dials it up in the later innings. You know, he'll start off at the 91, 92s, and then kind of works his way up to 93, 94. So maybe his average fastball is not going to be what his real potential is. So I don't, I don't really think we've seen the best of his fastball at this point, actually. I love that. That's, that's how you get into the sharp stat of the week. <laughs> that's exciting. Do we have a sharp stat of the week? Well, I was – well, I mean – I, w- I wasn't planning on doing a positive one. Um, okay. So I kind of was just going to give the Talkman update. Okay. I mean, it's it's getting worse, <laughs> I would have to say. Because um, now he's up to, to 79 fastballs that he's seen in the heart of the zone. No. Um, and he swung at 64 of them. That's pretty good, right? Yeah. But he's, he's fouled off 41 of those 64 swings. That's, that's two, I mean, I'm doing the math. I think that's two-thirds of the time that he's fouling off a, a fastball in the middle of the zone. Um, <sighs> he has 10 whiffs, and he put 13 of those in play. And unfortunately, he is, still has a zero in that hit column. Um, this is going to be our watch for the, I mean, this has to be our watch for the rest of the season. Well, the good news is, after is starting one, the good news <laughs> is, after Talkman from August 20th to September 2nd, one, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, he started nine games in a row. Since then, he's only started three of the last eight. Okay. So I think they. Can't believe he started nine in a row. Yeah. Kind of makes sense why we were the... so bad yeah. Yeah. down in the dumps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Talkman's tough. Well, he's not in the lineup tonight. All right. So that's good. But I have a lot of other problems. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, <laughs> we'll be doing that on the pregame show in a second. I don't know, Katie. Any other... Uh, maybe they don't have to be analytically driven. Any Katie Sharp takes we need? Any Anything you're vibing from this team? Well, you know, I was thinking last night, I really need to see two wins in a row. <laughs> One win really <laughs> is not going to do much for me um, because, you know, we have, do we have like, what, 22 wins on the season at this point or 23? I, I don't know what so, it is. Yeah. So we have strung together a couple wins in a row at some point. Um, and I would just really, really like to see that before I get, you know, can smile after a game. Um, because I was, <laughs> it was, it was weird after uh, Wednesday night's game, I kind of had that smirk on my face. Yeah. You, know, when you get that feeling. It wasn't a full smile. It wasn't a frown. It was just that smirk. Um, so, yep. Yeah. Monday was, Monday was a low Monday, I think was rock bottom. And especially with the, uh, the Navy game. I don't know if you guys noticed Ooh. that, but they um, they got absolutely crushed. So I had like two screens going on, and they were both terrible <laughs> screens to be looking at. Um, that's, that's the sports fan nightmare. Yeah, it was. It was. <laughs> don't know where bad. to look at a certain point. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have anything to look at. Um, I that's think when you pivot to the Australian dramas. Australian dramas, yes. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, but yeah, so um, I want to see two in a row. So you know, maybe, maybe when everybody's listening to this uh, on on Friday night, I'll be a, I'll be a full smile at that point. I like that. It sounds nice to me. Sounds nice to me. All right. Well, thank you very much as always, Katie. Great stuff, making us smarter fans. Clint's good. Both sides of the ball. Yankees need to get better versus lefties, and Davey has dazzled. Yeah. Tweet at Katie Sharp. Always tweet at Katie Sharp. The best. Put a smiley face emoticon at the end of the tweet. Oh, wow. After that... after the back-to-back wins. Wow. Okay. I hope. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, because the lineup <laughs> today blows. <laughs> yeah, yes. dude. Ugh. It's a bad lineup. Ah. All right. All right. Go Yanks. <laughs> Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.